God tonight. He is the name above all names. He is the answer to every question you have tonight, to every problem, to every heartache, to every situation. I believe tonight that he can speak to our hearts and that he can move for us in our lives. I believe that. Amen. Let's talk to him. Heavenly Father, thou knowest, Lord. Lord, you know every situation here tonight, Lord. You know the needs of your people. You know the downtrodden. You know where people need to be encouraged, Lord. Lord, the list goes on and on because you are infinite. You know all. Lord, I'm asking tonight that you'll just take control of this vessel. Lord, that you'll speak to your people. Lord, that they would be encouraged, Lord, to face another day, to to fight on, Lord. Lord, because I know that we're nearing the very end. We're at the finish line. And yet, Lord, it seems at that moment when the attack is greatest. So, Lord, increase our courage. Lord, increase our courage that we can fight, Lord, and cross that line and take that rapture that the ages have longed to see. We ask you now to take control of this service, Lord. Take control of this vessel. May every heart, Lord, be blessed in your presence. And may they receive your word, Lord, as it was given, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you have your Bibles with you tonight, I'd like to... Get straight into the word by by looking at John 5 and 36. John 5 and verse 36. We're going to read several places. We're going to read, but it'll all be here in the book of John, so we shouldn't have a problem getting to it quickly. We're going to read this, this one verse. It says, but I have greater witness than that of John. For the works which the Father hath given me to finish, the same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father hath sent me. We're going to look over into John 17 and verse 4. What he's saying there is, is that John has bore witness of me. But even greater than that, the works that I'm doing vindicate what I say to be true. He says, I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And then one more reading where I look at John 14 and 11. John 14 and 11. We're going to read verse 11 and verse 12. It says, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto the Father. Amen. I pray the Lord will bless his word tonight as you have your seats. I believe that every one of us here tonight, as believers of this end time message, understand the importance of of vindication as it relates to to what we believe, uh, even more so than most in the religious world, uh, because we believe in a message that most people do not believe. Uh, We believe something that others would consider different, or it's a very small percentage of people who believe like we do. And yet 
we can stand very firm tonight. We can stand unashamed. We don't have to back up any at all. Uh, we, we don't have to be ashamed of the messenger uh, because no matter what other people feel about him, no matter what other people feel about this message, no matter what people's opinions are, the Lord went to great lengths to vindicate this message and the messenger. So you can stand in confidence tonight. You don't have to be ashamed to talk about it. You don't have to be ashamed to witness of it because it was vindicated. It was done out in the open. It was it, it, time after time after time the Lord came down and said, this is the truth. As it has been said many times, even as Brother Tim has ministered here, this message was over vindicated. He went above and beyond to make sure there would be no question. There was no question that God was in it. There was no question that God had sanctioned it. There was no question that this message was the truth. Because night after night, we saw the pillar of fire come down and be on display. Night after night, the angel of the Lord came behind that message and gave it a resounding amen. Right, he came down and, and, and he put his name with it. We know as human beings, sometimes we don't want to co-sign for something if, if we can't trust it. We don't want to put our name on something that we can't trust. And yet time after time, God would come down and say, I'll put my name on this. I'll stand behind this. What's being said here is the truth. And, and we know that God will not come and back up or stand behind a lie or a half-truth and vindicate that. He's not going to come stand with something that's not 100% true. But when God comes down and God begins to do signs and God begins to do wonders amongst his people, e even to the displaying of the Messiah sign, even into the discerning of the thoughts and intents of the heart, when he comes down behind a message and he does those things, you can rest your very soul on that message. As a matter of fact, you better rest your soul on that message because when God comes down and vindicates it, that's a message that's going to take you out of here. That's a message that you can put your family in. That's a message that you can hang your soul on tonight because God came down and said, this message is the truth. Amen. Amen. He came and he vindicated it over and over. It's, it's, a, it's a message of the exodus. It's a message that will take you from this earth. And, that, and that's how God has, has done things from the very beginning, even with Abel. He came down and he vindicated Abel. He vindicated that what he did was right. And it's how God operates. He always vindicates and backs up his word. He will always do it. And that's what I'm going to speak to you tonight for a little bit about is a vindicated word. What we believe and what we preach is a vindicated word because God always vindicates his word. He always vindicates his moves and he always vindicates his people. And the word vindicate here means to establish and to substantiate, to be proven correct, to clear from blame, guilt or suspicion, to justify. Listen, God never leaves it up to his people to figure out, well, is God doing something here? Is, is this a move of God? I, I'm not sure. This could be. This might be. But he always comes behind his work to vindicate it and make sure that his people are without question. This is the work of God. And he didn't get all the way down here to the greatest move of God that the world's ever seen. To the rapture time. To Laodicea when things are evil and leave things up in the air and leave things where you had to deserve. Well, maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. But he came down in power each and every day and he vindicated it where you have no question. You have no doubt. Time after time after time beyond doubt. This word has been vindicated. 
One thing I want us to understand as we go forward that God vindicates in, in different ways. He vindicates with signs. He vindicates with wonders. And he also vindicates with fulfillment. And fulfillment is the greatest vindication that there is. Listen, Abraham, there were many vindications in, in Abraham's life that he was following God. That he had done the right thing by, by leaving Ur and, and seeking a city who, who's, whose builder and maker was God. There were, there were many vindications. There were great visitations that vindicated what God was doing through him. But the ultimate vindication of all of it was the fulfillment of the promised son. That was the ultimate vindication of his journey. That the promised son Isaac had finally arrived. Because fulfillment is the ultimate vindication. There, there have been and there will be more vindications of this message that, that, that God is with us and that this word is the truth. But one morning, there's going to be the ultimate vindication. One of these mornings, all the doubters can take their doubts and keep them. All the skeptics can take their arguments and keep them. Because one of these days, the greatest vindication that this message is true, that's going to come a sweep across your body. Your loved ones are going to appear. You talk about a vindication you talk about a justification you talk about removing all doubt when mama walks in when daddy walks in you won't have a question then you will be vindicated this word will be vindicated when the long-awaited promised son jesus returns the change of our bodies our loved ones face to face Listen, I love every sign. I love every wonder. I love every vindication. I want more of that. I want those in our daily walk to know that this is God's hand. This is God moving amongst us. But they're only pointing to the great vindication. They're only pointing to the, to the vindication that every Christian that has stood down through time has stood for. The rapture of the church. For everyone that's ever held on, this will be vindication. For those who forsook family, for those that forsook friends, this will be the ultimate vindication. I can't wait till we feel that sweep come across our body. What a vindication that's going to be. But God doesn't leave us guessing along the way. As we're heading towards that, he doesn't leave us guessing. He vindicates and he proves his word so that we can believe and be in the attitude and, and the atmosphere to receive. He, he, he vindicates what he's doing so that you won't miss it. Okay? Mo Moses met the burning bush, and, 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 but he knew within himself, these people know me. And he knows they're not going to believe him. He knows they're going to have a hard time. He knows that they're going to doubt it. In chapter 3 of Exodus, the Lord lays it all out to Moses. He said, here's what's going to happen. And you're going to go down and you're going to deliver them. And here's exactly what you're going to say to those people. And Moses is like, no, they ain't going to believe this. You, you don't understand. These people know me. They know my past. They know who I was. They know my failures. They're not going to accept it when I come say the Lord spoke to me and I am the deliverer. Exodus 4, 1 and Moses answered and said, but behold, they will not believe me nor hearken under my voice for they will say the Lord hath not appeared unto thee. 
Now, I'm going to go off for just a second. Sometimes we deal with the same thing whenever we have an experience with the Lord. There's many times as sinners that we meet God and we tell all our friends and they say, no, you're the same old guy. No, you're the same old person. But what I want to say to you is just let the life that he lives out of you vindicate your claim. You don't got to prove nothing to him. You don't got to convince him. Just let your life speak loud enough that they, that it vindicates what you say happened, happened. There's been a change. I met the burning bush. I'm not the same person I once was. And Moses is going back as a different person because Brother Branham would say the burning bush had exactly what Moses lacked. And so the Lord gives him two signs. He gives him the rod and he gives him the sign in the hand. And then he tells them, and if they still won't believe this, then he tells them about how he'll be able to turn the very water of the Nile into blood. And what is it that he's declaring to Moses by giving him this? In other words, if my word is not enough, if they won't trust you, I'm going to give you this sign. Then I'm going to give you this sign. And if that still isn't enough, it's going to come to pass that I'm going to give you another sign. What's he saying to him? I'm not going to let my people miss it. I'm not going to let them miss it. This is the message of the Exodus, and I'm not going to let it fail. I know it's going to be hard to believe. I know there's a lot of doubt in the land. I know this is an age of unbelief. I know you've been in bondage a long time, but I'm going to get the attention of my people. I'm going to do whatever it takes, but I'm not going to let them miss it. I'm going to make sure they believe. I'm going to make sure they're delivered. I'm going to make sure they go to the promised land. I'm not going to leave one behind. Oh, that's exactly what he had to do for Sarah. She was sitting there. The time was approaching. Fulfillment was at hand. But God was determined. I'm not going to let her miss it. She's the one. She hasn't caught it yet. She doesn't have the faith yet, but I'm not going to let her miss it. She's the one that's going to bring forth the promise, son. She's the one that's part of the promise. She is the one. I got to make sure she's on board and he's looking down tonight and he says, she's the one. She's the one. She's going to bring forth the rapture. She's going to bring forth the promise, son, and I'm not going to let her miss it. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll shake hell. I'll bankrupt heaven, but he's not going to let you miss it tonight. He'll vindicate whatever he has to vindicate. He'll move on you again. Oh, but he's moved once. He's moved twice. He's moved three times. He won't let you miss it. Hallelujah. He's a determined God. He's going to make sure you're on board. I'll come down myself and turn her heart to believing. Don't give up on those that hadn't seen it yet. Don't give up on the ones you've been waiting on. Don't give up on yourself wherever you find yourself at tonight. He isn't giving up on you. He isn't giving up on you. Let that sink down in your heart tonight. Whatever you're going through, whatever your struggle is, how many times you failed. He is not giving up on you. He's not going to let you miss it. He's not going to leave you behind. You are the one going in the rapture. You are the overcomers of Laodicea. You are the ones. And he's going to do whatever it takes to get you on board. He vindicates Moses. But not just with the two signs. But time after time on the journey. You see the power of the spoken word there as he speaks flies and speaks frogs. You see him call the plagues, open in the Red Sea. Water comes forth from the rock. 
he, he vindicates Moses on the entire journey, all the way through the wilderness. Because there isn't just supposed to be vindication of the power of God in the taking out. It's not just going to be vindicating the power of God in the loosing, in the setting free from the denominations. What good is the setting free if we're going to come out and act just like we did there and live just like we did there and have the same power or lack thereof that they did there? But all the way to the end, all the way to the journey, all the way through Laodicea, all the way through the wilderness, he's still going to vindicate. The pillar of fire is still going to be there. The power to heal is still going to be there. The power to save is still going to be there. He's going to vindicate his power all the way to the promised land. Listen, God didn't just vindicate the message in 1963. God wasn't just with the message in 1965. But the same power that came to vindicate the message is now vindicating itself in the bride today. It's still the word. It's still the message. And it's still vindicated amongst his people. Not just then, but now, tonight, Wednesday night at evening light tabernacle. He still vindicates his word. The same miracles. The same power, the same pillar of fire that was there is the same pillar of fire that's here tonight. Vindicating this message, this word is the truth. The pillar of fire was with them all the way and providing for them in the wilderness. That didn't eliminate the trials. That didn't eliminate the hardships. But the continued works vindicated that God was with them every step of the way brother brown says now the people begin to murmur they fail we don't want to murmur what is the works that jesus did he said my works declare me my works prove who i am my works vindicate me when god sent moses the works vindicated him When God sent Elijah, the works vindicated him. When God anoints a man, his works vindicate him. When God sent the Holy Ghost in the last day, the works vindicated. Listen, he didn't bring us out here to leave us all on and go, let's see if y'all can make it. I know I pulled you out of bondage, but now let's just see. You're on your own. The pillar of fire is going back. It's not going to lead you anymore. It's not going to provide for you anymore. But the pillar of fire is still amongst us. It's still moving in our midst. The manna still falls. The living water still flows. You can still have your portion of it tonight. It's not a past thing. Vindication isn't just for the past. Vindication is to show you that you can have it. Vindication is so that you know he did it once. He'll do it again. He did it again and now he'll do it again. If he did it again, he'll do it again. He will do it for you tonight and for your needs. The Holy Ghost still moves. The Holy Ghost still does the miraculous to vindicate what? That he is in our midst. You know, when we get to a place that the signs and the wonders and the miraculous stop happening, we need to worry. Because where he is, his works are made manifest. Where he is, you will see a manifestation of the spirit. Where the spirit is, you will find the fruits of the spirit. You will find the works that I do, shall you do also. So if those works aren't manifest, we need to get very, very concerned. 
It, it is something that we should seek wholeheartedly. Lord, what is it? Lord, is it me? Lord, is it my home? I want my home ready. I want my home prepared. I want you to be able to move in this church. Lord, don't let me be the hindrance. Don't let me be the one stopping it. Lord, search me, oh God. Search my attitude. Search me in the service. Search me with your word. Lord, I just want to be right. I want you to move. I want you to vindicate once more, Lord, that you're with us, that you're amongst us, that I'm not alone. Vindicate yourself to me, Lord. Brother Brown says the full gospel preachers may be uneducated. They may be illiterate, but they got sense enough to know what God is. When he comes in their midst, they let him have his way and signs and wonders accompany that ministry. Hallelujah. It's the truth. God always, always. Now listen, God always vindicates his church by signs and wonders. It's always been the sign of God, a shout of it in the camp of the king. The king is in the camp today as a bunch of people. He said the shout of the king is always in the camp. And the king is in the camp today as a bunch of people. That once again, as we spoke last Wednesday, puts the responsibility for the works that I do shall you do also squarely on you. It puts a responsibility on us and a desire. There should be a hunger for us to fulfill exactly what the word said we were going to fulfill. He says, you'll not say the days of miracles is past and no such a thing as divine healing with the spirit of the living God who wrote the Bible in you. You can't do it. He will vindicate himself. Then when you see such things going on, you'll not criticize that. You'll glorify God because the very spirit that wrote them and it's performing them will bear witness of them. That's the spirit of the church of the living God. The living God living in the living church. Oh my goodness. I want to be a living church today. I want the living God flowing through a living church and a living people with signs and wonders following. That's who I want to be. He said, that's the vindication of the living God. It's the living God living there and producing what he's always produced. Sometimes people think, well, you're looking to something way out there and way great. No, we're just pointing to the Bible saying that's what he's always done. This is how he's always operated. This is who he's always been. And I'm not going to tell him to change. I just want to be a vessel that says, Lord, operate the way you've always operated. Move the way you've always moved. Just let me get out of the way. God's word will never return unto him void. The things that he promised will come to pass no matter the opposition. But he's got to have someone willing. He's got to have someone who's a vessel that will allow him to operate. Because you're always going to have the doubters. You're always going to have the skeptics. You're always going to have those that point out every little flaw. Well, it's been this many years and Brother Branham said this and it hasn't happened. Brother Branham said that and it hasn't happened. Time element people. Not operating in an eternal realm. If it's said and it's the word of God, time doesn't matter. Well, that hadn't happened yet. That's why I'm thankful for vindication. Once vindicated, once something is vindicated, then I no longer have to question it. 
I no longer have to doubt it. Once proven true, then I have no reason to doubt what is being spoken. I'm not putting time limits on God. That's exactly what happened in Elisha's day. People began to doubt whether or not Elisha was actually a true prophet. They began to criticize. Even though they had seen God move in his ministry, even though he had been vindicated as a prophet, they said, well, you know, Elisha was false. Elisha was false. He, he couldn't have been called of God but, but because he said he would do double the miracles. He said he was supposed to have a double portion, but he's one short. Elisha came up one short. And they began to criticize. Oh, yeah, no, he was one short. He couldn't have been called of God. You know, listen, I know that all things before we count them as true, must be proven. It must be vindicated by God in order to be accepted. I understand that. But the vindication that comes in a ministry is to give you faith for what lies ahead in the unseen. In other words, if it's true, 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 and then there's something that hadn't happened yet, all of this gives you the faith you need to hold on for that. If he's been a healer, 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 and I'm still sick, I can hold on for that. If he saved prodigal after prodigal after prodigal after prodigal after prodigal, and I still got a prodigal, I can hold on for that. You hear what I'm saying? If I got a need, and he's been a need supplier, and he's supplied for this one, supplied for this one, supplied for this one, supplied for this one, I can hold on tonight because it gives me the faith. The vindication tells me it's going to happen. I can hold on tonight. The miracles already done should have let them know that the other one was going to happen. What God's already done should let us know that he's going to finish the work. He's going to take us out of here. His word has been vindicated. But instead, the doubters begin to criticize. It's what doubters do. It's what critical spirits do. They're critical. They criticize. Elisha was one short. I knew he was false. But there was a word that had declared you will have a double portion. And not even death could stop that word from being fulfilled. Not even death could stop that word from being vindicated. Oh, he was one short and he passes away. But we know the story. One day, there's a battle that had been being fought and raiders were coming into the land. And when these soldiers, one of their buddies had gotten killed. And so they're trying to tote him along. He's dead, and they're trying to keep him from falling into the hands of the enemy, but it's slowing them all down. You know, sometimes if we just quit trying to carry everybody along and try to fix every single person's problems, and we'll just put them somewhere where there's some quickening power and just put him in those hands, God will take care of it way better than you ever could. Quit trying to carry him through everything. Quit trying to fix every problem and just put them in the hands of the one that's got quickening power tonight. So they're trying to carry him and it's dragging them down and pretty soon they're all going to get caught by the enemy. I'm just being real. I don't know. I'd probably be like, I don't know, Joe. He dead anyway. He ain't going to be mad at us. He'll know. I, if we don't put him somewhere, we all going to be dead. And so they find this cave, you know, and, and in their hearts, really what they don't want is the body of their brother to fall into the hands of the enemy. And they find this cave, and they say, this would be good enough. This is good enough. Oh, they've been saying Elisha was one short. 
Elisha was one short. Oh, he didn't vindicate. He done died. He can't fulfill it now. And they threw him in there, but there was still quickening power on those bones. It was the quickening power that's going to bring those bones up in a resurrection. But it was on there, and they throw him in there, and they took off running. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he passed them up and says, come on, boys. Come on. Listen, if we can get some quickening power on some of these dead bones tonight, if we can get some quickening power on some of these dead bones tonight, you might run like we ain't never seen you run. You might worship like we ain't never seen you worship. You might pass some of us up that gave up on you. Just get some quickening power. It'll give you a jump. It'll give you a shout. It'll give you a praise. It'll vindicate the word. Get some quickening power on your bones. Hallelujah. Woo, he came right on past him. Why'd y'all leave me there? Thanks, though. <laughs> Thanks, though. You get some quickening power to change things. Even in death, God vindicated. He ain't going to let one word fall to the ground. You worried about a loved one. You worried about a financial situation. This man was dead. It was past hope. But when it's past hope, that's when quickening power can take over a situation. That's when my God can begin to move. Hallelujah. It don't matter how long it's been. It doesn't matter how dark it gets. But Aaron, it's dark. It's loud to see. It is. My family's falling apart. Things are difficult. I just ran eight yards and I'm out of breath. I need some quickening power. Quick. (laughs) It doesn't matter how dark it gets. We're standing on vindicated word. We are standing on vindicated promises. That's a place that that anchor can take hold and you won't be shook. You won't be rattled because we're on a vindicated word, a vindicated message. We have nothing to fear. This message was vindicated. This word is vindicated. Listen, the saints in the dark ages went down to death with no fear based solely on the fact that in the scripture they saw Jesus had resurrected. And they knew there is a resurrection. I can go down without fear. I can face this because it vindicated. There has been no other age that has received a message as vindicated as this age. We're without excuse. If they could go down to death with that, we can face anything in this day. We can face anything. He know, we know that this word will defeat Satan any place at any time. You can stand there and face it. Sickness, I can face it. Death, I can face it. Financial trouble, I can face it. Backslidden family, I can face it. I can face anything because we have a vindicated word with vindicated promises. And it was vindicated around the world over and over and over again. The Israelites had no reason to fear anymore once Moses' message had been vindicated. Once Moses demonstrated that he had been with God and that God was with him. Once that became vindicated, there was no need for them to worry anymore. The Lord loves it whenever we take his vindication and we trust in that vindication in order to go forward. He would tell them over and over and get frustrated with them in the Old Testament because they forgot. Because they forgot. 
because they forgot that he had vindicated and he had vindicated and he had vindicated and they forgot and they forgot. Wherever you're at today, do not forget that this word is vindicated, that this prophet was vindicated, that this message was vindicated, that our God has been vindicated, that he is true and he is faithful. It is vindicated. There's no reason to back up. There's no reason to be, to be fearful. When Moses got there to the Red Sea, God expected him to know how to respond because of the previous vindications. He expected him to know how to handle himself. Don't fear. He said, you've seen what I've done. You know what I promised. Now expect me to do it again. Expect me to do it again. Expect him to move for you tonight. Expect him to do the miraculous tonight. Expect him to go beyond what you could even expect expect it tonight he says you spoke flies you spoke frogs now speak a pathway come on now whatever you're facing he spoke in your life before he's moved like that before in your life just expecting to speak a pathway tonight expect him to open that situation up expect him to move in ways you can't even imagine expect it tonight because of what he is vindication because of what he has vindicated We have to operate as a people who have witnessed the vindication of the Lord. He did it once. He's going to do it again. He saved others. He's going to save mine. He's moved for others. He's going to move for me. He's healed others. He's going to heal me. He acted like that in the book of Acts. He's going to act like that again now. He's vindicated himself. We've seen his vindication and we desire more of it. It's not just a past thing because Brother Branham says that's how he vindicates his church. So it must be present in amongst us now. Vindication of the word is more than just vindication of the word past. It's more than that. But it lets us know that if Satan couldn't stop him then, he can't stop you now. If he couldn't stop the exodus then, he can't stop the exodus now. If he couldn't keep Lazarus in a tomb, he can't keep your loved ones in a tomb. If he couldn't stop it then, he can't stop it. Now, what are you saying? I'm saying we're going to make it. We're going to overcome. We're going to rapture. He can't stop it. He's never been able to stop it. That's vindicated. That's word. That's truth. He can't stop us now. Hallelujah. Brother Brown says, now notice. A man can be ever so fundamental in his doctrine. He can be ever so sincere in his heart. He says, I hope this sinks deep. But unless God confirms it, it's no good. God vindicates. God has always, from back at the beginning, from Abel, plumb on to the end over here in Revelation, you'll find out that God vindicates his church with signs and wonders. As the believers. He says and today the churches. You preach that doctrine. They take the confirmation as a man that goes to church. Now listen these are all wonderful things. This describes a lot of people. In a lot of churches. A man that goes to church. He's good. Quiet. Religious type. Pays his tithes. Supporter of the church. Believes in the church. Brother that's no sign at all. No sign. That's the world's sign. He says, but God's sign is what he said it was. Amen. Well, what's that sign? What's that? If that's not it, 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 it's not. What's that sign? These signs shall follow them that believe. Mark 16. They shall lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. 
Joel, Joel says that I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. They shall speak in new tongues. Those are the signs that he said. The world says just be a believer. Just pay your tithes. Just make sure you come to church. And he says, that's no sign at all. But a vindication of a real believer is that the signs that I do, the works that I do, shall you do also. He says, that's the vindication of the living church. That's how he vindicates his church, and that's why we can't be passive about these things. That's why we preach it so hard. That's why we're always hitting on it. Because when those vindications are absent, you have to ask, why? Why? This is a vindicated word. It's supposed to, Brother Brown says over and over and over again, it will vindicate itself. Why? And even worse, an even greater indictment is when they aren't there and they're not wanted. When they're not there, they reject the vindication of his presence. And therefore, they are rejecting the pillar of fire. Go back and listen to the tape. And when the pillar of fire was present, listen to the things that happened. And now if you don't want those things, you are directly saying, we don't want that brother Branham says it's a rejection of the Holy Ghost listen because I can hear this now I know we're not to seek after signs I know that 100% that's totally backwards that's opposite wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign but it's very clear that the signs should follow you say well we are believers that's where we rest. Uh, our, our soul is anchored in the word, 100%. Then where's the works? Because these signs shall follow. Shall. That's unquestionable. They have to be there. We know that Jesus came to the earth, and I'm going to go through this quickly as I try to get to a, a certain point. Jesus came to the earth, and in so doing, he vindicated or fulfilled the entire Old Testament. Every type, every story, every scripture. And we've already said that fulfillment is the ultimate vindication. He fulfilled Genesis 3.15, the bruising of the serpent's head. His birth vindicated Isaiah 7.14. He vindicated Psalms 22 and 1. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Pierced his hands, parted his garments. He was Emmanuel. He did not see corruption. We could go on and on and on. The list is forever of the things that he fulfilled because he fulfilled it all. But there are very specific things that you can point to. And, and he goes about casting out devils, healing the sick, opening the blind eyes. And we see here in John 10, it says, and it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication. And it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, how long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. <clears throat> They answered their own question. Because they doubt. How long are we going to keep doubting you? He could have easily said, I don't know. How long are you going to keep doubting? But he says, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, said, I told you and you believe not. The works that I do in my father's name, they bear witness of me. Jesus tells them, even if you don't believe what I'm saying... The works vindicate who I am. 
The works vindicate what I'm telling you to be the truth. The signs vindicate it. The miraculous vindicates it. The wonders vindicate it. And how can we then say we don't need those things if we're bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, she is him. The signs will vindicate it. The works will vindicate it. Even if the world doesn't believe what we're saying, believe us for the work's sake because the miraculous will vindicate it. Brother Branham says when the Holy Ghost itself here to bear record of this hour, Jesus said so. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. How dare any man to wipe that out of there? The works that I do shall you do also. John 14, 12. These signs shall follow them that believe. That is the assurance. Now listen. Because I've heard this not said like this. How about that? That is the assurance. When we see a group of people sitting together and those signs manifesting themselves... That's the assurance that the abstract is there to vindicate that that's property of God. The assurance when we see a group of people sitting together and those signs manifesting themselves. That's the assurance that the abstract is there to vindicate that's the property of God. I'd like to know what year. Easter seal 1965. He says, God wants to perform his word by his power. And when the church denies his power, how can he perform and vindicate his word? When the church explains it away and says it's for some other day, how can God who wants to fulfill his word and perform his word amongst the people and the people deny that he does it, yet they go through all the rituals. Here's what happened. God wants to perform by the Holy Ghost and vindicate his word and the church wants to perform. He said the church Wants to perform. They have to deny the Holy Ghost. He says. When the Lord's wanting to move. He's wanting to perform. But they want to perform in their ritual. No this is how we sing. We sing this many songs. Oh but the spirit's moving. No it's time for the preacher to come out. But the spirit's moving. Yeah but it's almost 1.15. And we're normally shutting down about now. Oh but the spirit's moving. Man it's 2 o'clock. And we've sang longer in the second song service. Than we did in the first song service. But the spirit's moving, but the church wants to perform. The church wants the ritual of we believe the message. And they deny the Holy Ghost. He wants to perform by the Holy Ghost to vindicate his word in this hour. And yet the church wants to perform their rituals. You say, well, I believe the message. Well, if you do, then the life of the message will be found in you. The life of the message will be preached. The dynamics of the message will be preached. You can't pick and choose what part of the message you want to preach to fit your narrative or what it is you want to believe. Because God will always vindicate his word by the power of the Holy Ghost with the demonstrations of the Holy Ghost. You must have it in order for it to be vindicated. You must have the dynamics backing up the mechanics. Brother Brown says, God is right. His word is right. Others are not right. He said, that's right as long as they can stay with the word. But when you leave the word, then you leave God. Because God is watching over his word to vindicate it. He's got to make it real. He's got to make it act, he says. That's why you people are hungering for a revival. It's time for these things to be here. If you ever believe me to know what I'm talking about, you accept that. 
Woo, that's a powerful statement. Oh, is this from the seals? No, no, no. He says, that's why you people are hungering for a revival. It's time for these things to be here. If you ever believe me to know what I'm talking about, you accept that. The hour is here now. That's why we preach healing. That's why we preach deliverance. That's why we can accept tongues and interpretation. That's why we can dance in the spirit. That's why we can worship freely. He said the time is now. These things are to be here now. And these things vindicate that you are the property of God. He's vindicating now. It's in his word and he watches over his word to vindicate it. But it can't vindicate itself if you deny it. How can you, now he can vindicate it in others, but he can't vindicate it in you if you deny it to be the truth. He can't vindicate it in your church if you won't let it operate. We believe the word, yes, and we must preach the whole word if we want to see that word vindicated. Well, we haven't seen vindications, has it been preached? Well, we don't have the moving of the spirit, has it been preached? Well, we agree with those things. We just don't ever see it here. There's a big difference between agreeing and supporting and fostering. God will not identify with a place or a people where the word is pushed out and the power of it is not allowed to operate. These are strong words, but these are coming from the message of the hour. Well, we believe the word. That's exactly what I'm trying to get you to do. Just stay with the word and let the word live. It's not a dead word. It's a living word. Let it do what the word says it will do. Well, you're trying to manufacture. I'm not trying to manufacture nothing. As a matter of fact, I don't want anything that is manufactured. I don't want nothing that is worked up. I don't want nothing that is pure 100% emotion. With, with no spirit moving in. I don't want those things. What I'm saying is preach the word and then let the word vindicate itself. Preach the word and let the word do what the word said it will do. Let the word do what the word said it will do. The word said you can rejoice and dance. And the word said you can shout. The word said there'll be tongues. The word says there'll be healing. The word says there'll be a shout of the king in the camp. We believe the word. Then believe that. Let that be vindicated in amongst you to prove that you believe the word today. Stop hindering it. Let it loose. As I was driving out to Amarillo last week, I began to notice something we don't have in Louisiana. Big giant wind turbines. We don't have those here. You want to know why? There's stuff in the way. There's stuff that hinders the moving of the wind. But out there, there's nothing in the way. And so they can put those things up and the wind just blows and they take that wind and they harness the power of it and they put it to use. Ooh, come on now. It's time we tear down some of the things in the way. We tear down some of the hindrances and we let the wind begin to start blowing. And when it starts blowing, you can harness the power. You can move in the spirit. You can put that power to use. The sick will be healed. The bound will be delivered. There's too much stuff in the way. There's too many trees and too many ideas and too many critical spirits. tonight cut down all the hindrances let the Holy Spirit begin to move God sent a message in this day and as we have said it was vindicated Brother Branham says if I was dying right here in this building right now 
And over this next few minutes, I just want this to encourage us. Something we can anchor to when the wind blows. He said, if this would be my last service, my testimony is true. The church knows it. Millions, many millions of people around the world. And how they searched and tried and agnostics and unbelievers and science and laws and everything else has went through it everywhere and tried to tear it apart. And every time God comes right back and vindicates it in power. And then the scientific world went in to find it and God pictured it yonder, showed it to him. And there they are tonight and stands as a memorial to ring out as long as there is a Christian civilization. There it is yonder now in Washington, D.C. The world has attacked it. Backsliders have attacked it. Anti-message spirits have attacked it. And yet vindicated. Vindicated. I look around, the very condition of the world vindicates this message almost more than anything else. I look around and go, yep, he was right, he was right, he was right, he was right, he was right. So guess what? That vindication lets me know it's going to be right, it's going to be right, it's going to be right, going to be right, going to be right, going to be right. It's going to keep being right until one morning the final vindication strikes. It's not going to fail. It's never failed. It's not going to start now. It's going to continue to be right and continue to vindicate itself. And yet through all these attacks, I look at it and I, I can't imagine anything more vindicated than this message. Over and over, Brother Brown would stand and say, if I told you the truth, let him come confirm it. Time after time, he would ask audiences of thousands, if anybody knows of anything I've ever said wrong. And you got to understand, these were people that did not like him that did not support him, that would have loved the opportunity to call him out. And you listen and all you hear is crickets. Come on up. Oh, but let that generation start to pass off the scene. The ones who knew better than to challenge him, let all the witnesses be gone and suddenly, well, this didn't happen and that didn't happen. What's funny, because the people that were with him never testified to that. They never said it didn't happen. As a matter of fact, I was on a website the other day. It was some type of Pentecostal website, and, and, and they were interviewing different ones, um, Ern Baxter and several other brothers that you would recognize their name if I could recall them. And they were ones who were saying that Brother Branham got off at the end, and that's why they had separated in their association with him. And, then, and this is years after Brother Branham's gone, so there was no fear of hurting his feelings. And they would ask him, they would say, so what about all the other stuff, all the discernments and the healings and the miracles? They say, oh, no, no, no. Every one of those was real. So you never saw it fail? Never one time. These are people saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we don't agree with him. But never one time did it ever. For what about in personal car rides? What about things he told you personally? Never one time. You can rest your anchor you can anchor down on this message. It's vindicated. It never failed. Time after time, Brother Brown says, now look where the drama sets. The Bible's going to be found to be truth or error. I'm going to be found a false prophet or telling you the truth. If I tell the truth, God will vindicate the truth. If I tell a lie, God will show that it's a lie. But his word can't lie. That's the reason I'm sure. I'm positive. I'm telling you the word of the Lord. It's God's promise. Now believe. Let's see what he will say. Thousands of miracles. Thousands of discernments. Visions. Phenomenal things. 
deaf healed, blind healed, minds restored, dead raised, vindicated, authenticated, whatever word you want to come up with. All doubt removed, all suspicion removed, doctor statements. But the brother says, what a moment, what a moment, see? God, the word is the truth, and the word is going to be found. Either I'm a false witness of the word, or I've told the truth. God will vindicate that word is the truth, that's right. God will have nothing to do with the lie. You know that. How can people look at the vindication and deny the message? Night after night, he would speak and bring forth the message and and declare it was true. And then God would come down right after he spoke with signs and wonders, vindicating. He would come down and have his picture taken. There would be angels come down in a cloud. There would be a king's sword come down in the Sabino Canyon. Wait, wait, brother Aaron, wait a minute. Now, now these things aren't fact. These, These things that you're mentioning now, they're questionable, not to me. They're not questionable because let's reiterate this one time. If it was vindicated and it was vindicated and it was vindicated that he was a truth teller, a truth teller, a truth teller, a truth teller, then I can rest on this right here. I can also see the fruits that it produced. I can also see God coming in behind it and vindicating it with signs and wonders and movings of the spirit. So I don't have to question. These things aren't questionable to me because the message was vindicated and the messenger was vindicated and God said amen every single time he preached. Standing in the Gap, 1963. I'd recommend every one of you listen to it. Brother Branham tells in great detail of the cloud and the experience with the angels. He tells of the king's sword in Sabina Canyon. He tells of the dream with with his brother-in-law, Fletcher. And how the Lord tells him if he carries out his plans, he's going to be a bum. And that's where he saw those men in the restaurant. And Billy says, Daddy, that looks like you, you and Fletcher. All this is in the same sermon. That's where the Lord speaks to him and tells him, you forgot the feeling of the people. You forgot that I called what I called you to. And then he tells about the seven peaks and the angel asking him how many letters are in his name, B-R-A-N-H-A-M. And then there's three outstanding peaks. And he says it's the first pool, the second pool, and the third pool. There's a lot going on in this message. There's a lot of amazing, outstanding things that we hold to be true being told right here in this message. He tells all these things, and then at the very end of the service, literally as he says, let's bow our heads, Brother Wade falls dead of a heart attack. He's just laid out all these things, and Brother Wade falls dead of a heart attack. Now, to a skeptic, that might be like, well, see, death right there in the middle of it. Death right there in the middle. You Listen, <laughs> oh, it's just the opposite. You talk about vindication. You talk about God coming to back up everything that was just said. The Lord knew how amazing these stories were. He knew how difficult it would be for some people to believe. He knew there would be questions. He knew this sounds amazing, outstanding, almost. I've never heard anything like this. There's peaks and your name's in the peaks and there's three mountains and it's these pools. And and then he tells you you're going to be a bum like your brother-in-law. And then a sword came in your, what? Imagine what it sounded like to people hearing this for the first time. Imagine how that to us, that's just common knowledge. That's things we know and things we believe and trust in because it's vindicated. But Brother Wade falls dead right there in the service. And this is the end of it right here. And you hear it on tape. It's, a, it's outstanding. What's really outstanding is to hear the calm that Brother Branham deals with the situation with. But he says, let us pray. Brother, and then it says a sister in the congregation cries out. Someone fainted. Just a minute. Sit still. Everybody, see. It says Brother Branham leaves the pulpit, goes down into the congregation. Heavenly Father, 
Let thy mercy and goodness be with Brother Way. In the name of Jesus Christ, may he come back. Give him back, Lord, and give him strength and health. And he says, so help me, his heart starts beating again. Be still, everybody, and just pray. Lord Jesus, let thy goodness and mercy be with Brother Way in the name of Jesus Christ. It's over. As I stand here on this altar where funerals has been preached, where I stand here where hundreds of people has prayed through to Christ, I reached out, his eyes was set, his pulse was gone, and no more than I called the name of Jesus Christ and his pulse started coming back again. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. As a minister of the cross, I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Isn't he wonderful? The giver of life, the creator of heavens and earth in that moment said, I'll back this up. I'll back this word up. I'll stand behind this prophet. This message This message is truth. This message is truth. A man dies and he comes down and he restores life. Why? So you can anchor your soul. Let God back this message up. He won't back up a lie, but he backed this up and he vindicated it. He brought a man back to life. He raises him from the dead. Why? It's the Exodus message and he's not going to let you miss it. But he's going to vindicate it and vindicate it and vindicate it. Service after service until the prophet leaves. No, until we leave. It's going to be vindicated on Wednesday and Sunday and Wednesday and Monday at home and Tuesday at home. In every situation you face, he will vindicate his word is the truth. The people has to believe. We're going to start bringing this down now. We can't leave anyone behind and God's going to great extremes to get all that are his. And it caught your attention. And you knew that this was more than a man. You knew this was God. And then that word quickened to that seed in your heart. It became alive. He wouldn't let you miss it. Why did it quicken something? Because there was something in you to quicken. There was something there. Back to John 10 and 25. Jesus answered them, said, I told you and you believe not. The works that I do in my father's name, they bear witness of me. But you believe not because you are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. John 12, 36. While you have light, believe in the light that ye may be children of the light. These things spake Jesus and departed and hid himself from them. But though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him. There was nothing in them to be quickened by the vindication of the word. It didn't matter how much they saw. They would explain it away. It didn't matter how much they saw. They had an answer. Brother Branham says the dynamics, if it comes upon water, it'll just splutter. Days of miracles pass. Pomp, pomp, pomp. Oh, I believe the Bible. Pomp, pomp, pomp. But there ain't no pomp, pomp, pomp. But when he hits that 1,000 octane, away she goes, you see. How my the dynamic strike that. But if it strikes a chicken, it won't do no good. But when it strikes the eagle, he moves out, amen, because the dynamics with the mechanics, see what I mean? If he's a true eagle now, he will understand. What are you saying? I'm saying that true seed responds a certain way to dynamics. True seed operates a certain way when the spirit begins to move. The chicken says, womp, womp, womp. But the true eagle begins to feel something stirring. 
he begins to feel something going, and there's a little excitement. And begins to be, oh, excitement? That's emotion. Well, then I get emotional because I begin to get a little excited. I say, oh, that's my father that's moving. Oh, I recognize that wind. That's the same wind that came the day I was filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, I recognize that wind. It begins to move, and it begins to stir, and it hits that thousand octane seed on the inside of me. And when it hits me, it says, off she goes. Whoa! Because there's something in you to quicken. There's something that responds to that. That's the deep calling out to the deep. You say, no, that's emotion. Brother Branham said, when I was running around and around and around that tree, he said, that was the deep calling unto the deep. I believe there's a deep on the inside of a people today that sees a vindicated word and it tells them you're going to overcome. You're going to make it. You're going to rapture. And something swells up inside of them and hits that thousand octane and off they go. They can't stand still. They're not a chicken. It's vindicated. That's me. That's me. That's who I am. That call my name hallelujah it's a vindication of who you are it's the vindicated word hallelujah it's vindicating that it's the last day so you are the last day bride hallelujah you can all stand to your feet with us church the miracles are important The victories, the signs, they're important. The changed lives, they're important. Because without them, none of what we claim is the truth. None. Well, we don't believe in signs. and None of what you claim to believe is true if those things aren't there. Because without that, there's no life. Anyone can claim a message. Anyone can claim to be bride, and they do. But there's going to be one vindicated. There's going to be one that he comes down and moves in their midst. One that does the works that he said she would do. Brother Brown says, now the scripture says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He did not claim to be a healer. He said, it's not me that doeth the works. It's my father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. He did not claim to be a great person. But what he did claim to be, he was. Well, I like that. That's a powerful statement. What he did claim to be, he was. Let each one of us take that for ourselves. Don't claim to be something you're not. Be honest. Be real. Be what you claim to be. He, that he was that he claimed to be. And God will vindicate every man that speaks the truth. God will prove it to be so. Man can say anything. That doesn't make it so. But when God speaks, that makes it so. And he said he did just as the Father showed him. And the scripture said Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13, 8. Then Jesus Christ, if he's the same today as he was yesterday, he still does the same works today that he did yesterday. If he doesn't, if he isn't, if he doesn't, he isn't Jesus Christ and his claims are not so. So think about when you're saying that we don't have that and he don't do that. Brother Branham says, then he's not even Jesus Christ. His claims are not so. But tonight, I've seen vindication after vindication after vindication after vindication after vindication. So I may be standing here at the Red Sea, but I've just seen him call plagues. I've just seen him save souls. I've just seen him heal. I've just seen him deliver. Oh, I'm standing at the worst thing the doctor could have ever told me. 
then I'm about to speak a pathway right through it. There's no hope for my family. I'm about to speak a pathway right through it. Mine will never be restored. I'm going to speak a pathway right through it. How can you say it with confidence? Because he has over-vindicated this message. He has vindicated it time after time after time. And listen to me. He vindicated the Old Testament prophets. He vindicated Jesus Christ. He vindicated William Branham. And the time is now that he's going to vindicate the bride of Jesus Christ. She is who she says she is. And one of these mornings when we go, it's going to be the greatest vindication. We were telling you the truth. We are what we say we are. And he will vindicate it. One of these mornings. I can't wait. I love these vindications. But one of these mornings, total vindication, total victory, justified. We are who we say we are. The vindicated word. He'll vindicate it to you tonight, church. In your need, in your situation, he's here to vindicate it to you. Can you bow your heads with me? Father, Lord, I speak these words to evening like tabernacle. Lord, not to condemn anyone or anybody who doesn't. See it exactly this way. Lord, because you're going to get the attention of your people. Maybe some at one time and some at another. But Lord, I believe with all my heart as I read the the message in the scriptures. That there must be life there. Evidence of a living God to vindicate that you're in our midst. Because where you are, your works are present. Where you are, your works are manifested. Where you are, demons are cast out. Where you are, there's overcoming lives. Where you are, there's victory. Where you are, the shout of the king is in the camp. And the prophet of God said, and today the king is here in many bodies. Lord, let us operate as that king. Let us operate as one that's bone of your bone, flesh of your flesh. Lord, I didn't get to it tonight, but your prophet says over and over again that we are here to vindicate the word. That our life will vindicate that what you said was the truth. That you're alive, that you are the same. Who's going to show the world that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever if we don't, Lord? Lord, if we're not operating in that fullness, help us tonight, Father. If we're not there, if we don't see it, open our eyes, Lord. Lord, you've done so much that if you never do another thing, oh, we couldn't complain. But I'm asking you tonight, Lord, vindicate yourself once more. Move once again, because I know your heart. She's the one that's going to bring forth the promised son, and you're not going to let us miss it. We thank you for it, Lord. We commit this service into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. We bless your name, Lord. You are God.